Hi, this is the A for Asian podcast, where we discuss Asian culture and lifestyle with a Canadian spin. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined by my friends, Harry and Stanley. We hope that this podcast will help you gain better insight on the Asian Canadian perspective and that you can use it as a point of reference for your own experiences. Before we dive in, Harry, why don't you give us a summary on why are we doing this? Sure. Over the past several years, we've noticed a growing Asian movement in media all across North America. Primarily, this has been represented by Asian Americans, and we felt like there was an underrepresentation of Chinese Canadians. So we're here to fill the gap and have lighthearted, laid-back discussions to shed light on our perspective. We're three guys of Chinese descent who lived in Markham, Ontario, Canada, all our lives. So we hope our perspectives can be an interesting and informative point of comparison for you and your experiences. Thanks, Harry. I think for our first podcast, a good starting point would be to discuss what it's like to grow up in Toronto as a fellow CBC. For those who aren't familiar with this term, it actually means Canadian-born Chinese. So Stan, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, no problem. So when we refer to Toronto, we're generally referring to the GTA, which is the metropolitan area of Toronto. Um, from most recent census data, the GTA was actually the seventh most populated metro area in North America, just behind Washington. Despite its size though, it's roughly the same um, Asian population as the Bay Area in the US. For where we grew up, Marka, it's about 50% Chinese in 2016. And from what we've seen, it's probably gone up since then. Now that we kind of talked about some of the background, I guess we can kind of go into our first uh, question. So uh, Harry, uh, how Asian are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess ge- uh, genetically, I'm 100% Asian. 100% my- here too. <laughs> I'm uh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, 116th? Yeah, one six- I'm uh, 116th not Asian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, I guess from a, from a perspective of growing up, um, I am quite Asian. Maybe I would put myself on a scale, like, like a percentage, I guess, of what? Maybe like 70%, 60, 60 to 70% Asian. You should break it down by like criteria. Like, oh, can true. you speak Cantonese slash Mandarin? Can you like... Well, I can, I can speak Cantonese, I can read, um, I can... How much Chinese Somewhat food right. do you eat in a month, in a week, or whatever? I, like I eat, I eat a lot more Chinese food. I feel like yeah, that, I eat quite a bit. Like over fifty percent of food that I eat on a daily basis is probably like of some sort of Asian food. Yeah, well, that's very available. Yeah, here for sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Like culturally, like how how uh, how how Asian are you guys? I'm probably the least out of everyone here, honestly. Uh, but I'm definitely not as I guess whitewashed as other people that were born here. Uh, like I can speak it yeah. conversationally. Yeah. Can't write like, it. Do you think? Do you think your Asianness is would be uh, average? Comp- like in in Markham. Uh, in Markham. Right? In, Mark- like in like Toronto. That's the thing, right? Like in Markham, for sure. I'm, I think I'm below, honestly speaking. Okay. But I feel like for any other, even any other, like area in Ontario, I'm probably above average for like an like So I guess that kind of gives perspective. It's like what what Markham in Toronto is like. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, Stan. So if you have to break it down, like what what do you think your Asian specs are? Asian specs? Yeah. 
Like, like I wear I wear big thick glasses. You mean? Like, <laughs> I guess like yeah, like I guess you're. You can speak Cantonese. Yeah, I can speak Cantonese like well enough that yeah, I can so probably speak to somebody's can, parents. Yeah, you can and, talk to people's parents. Uh, can you read a, like a Chinese menu if it was all Chinese? It depends on the menu, honestly. Because oh. if you go to like, like a Zaolao, right? uh-huh. like or like I don't know what, what you like, yeah. a, like a nicer kind of Chinese restaurant. Some of the stuff there is pretty complicated, man. But oh. if you go to like you know I don't know like a what's a Taotao thing, just like a. A cafe. Yeah, like a Hong Kong cafe. The stuff there is really a lot more simple. It's literally like sauce, meat, and if it's rice or... And the carb. carb. Yeah, and carb. carb. Right? It's like the structure is really easy. That's true. Because you're going to get some pretty fancy naming at like the fancy... Yeah, right? So it depends on the restaurant. That's true. Like if it's like a Hong Kong cafe, then I can definitely read it to... Enough to know what it is. True. If it was just Chinese. What about you, Kevin? Right? Uh, I think I'm... Pretty Asian. I think I'm probably close to you, Harry, around you're 60, 70%. Would you guys say you're at the mark of average, though, or you're like above? Or I, I think that I'm like right at the mark of average. Because yeah. I'd say like my, my, my Chinese, I think, is pretty good. And just, but like, because you're going to have to compare with people who are like immigrants. like Yeah, immigrants. but should we be comparing to it? What if we were just talking about Chinese like CBCs? Okay. CBCs. Do you think you're like way above the average? You think you're like pretty close to... I... Yeah, like I think so. You're top, right. top level Asian... No, not top level. There's definitely uh, people that are more Asian. But yes, I still think pretty, that I'm... Pretty high. Yeah, I think I'm pretty yeah, high. Me, me too, I feel like. Uh, I feel like I sent, like, sent around my, I guess living as well as like culturally is very asian based um i would say there's very not as much western influence at all i would say yeah comparatively yeah that's uh, like i would say i prefer to eat asian food i would second that uh thank you majority of the time so like most of the weekends with my parents i would eat asian food uh, I enjoy watching um, Asian shows as well. Uh, so there's there's that aspect too. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. say I watch just Chinese shows, but like media wise, like songs, I enjoy listening to like Asian songs. May not may not be just Chinese songs. It could be like K-pop or like Mandarin, know, Mandarin. but like I lean more towards like the Asian stuff than the Western culture music, I would say. Uh, so from so, that aspect, fair enough, I would I say I'm very same. Asian. For sure. Yeah. Same here. I don't know. I have a problem. Like in terms of like, in terms of just looking at the people on Markham, you can't really, at some point you can't, I can't really tell if they're CBC or at really? times until I actually like, yeah, it depends on the person. But like, cause I, I feel, feel like, like some people that immigrate here are adopt the Western culture, a good like in Markham, you can only adopt it that so much. You know what I mean? Uh, Personally, I feel like it's pretty distinct. I think like, it's pretty distinct. I, when I it see someone, it I'm depends like, the, the kind of immigrant. I guess. I guess as well. Yeah, yeah. If it's like mainland versus like yeah. Hong Kong, like there's that, and I guess it's harder to tell if they came at a very young age. Then it's it's like yeah, yeah. That's why I guess I'm kind of trying yeah. to say it's but like they came in like they came in like high school, even. high school. 
I feel like I I'm able to differentiate between really? yeah. if, if they were born here or not at that yeah. at Maybe that that's just how unaided I am. Maybe that's just That's why you're on the lower end. That's why I'm on the lower end of the texture. That part of the The ability to differentiate. Yeah, the ability to differentiate. Did you guys ever do that uh the type of Asian test or something like that when you're on like Facebook? It was not, like there's plenty of those out there, oh, right? Yeah. I, 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 oh, that just reminded me of that. But like, I don't think I do very well. I guess if you're, if we were to just put, took pic, pic, pictures of people in Markham, it's like, you know, rank CBC like, or, or immigrant from each yeah. whichever destination. I probably wouldn't do very good with that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel that's I mean, like, how would you subscribe like an average Asian? In Markham? In, yeah, Markham or like just GTA in general. I feel like there's a lot. Do you feel like the C, like someone who's a CBC or someone who's immigrated is actually the norm? Like, which one do you think there's more? Of? So, you're, so you're asking like spectrum, like the both ends of the spectrum, what, the, what yeah. do they look like? Yeah, so like if it was someone who literally just came, who stepped out of an airplane and like, Came to Markham. Okay, that's really soon. Right? <laughs> like really soon, it'd be like so if they were like super. That, that would be like a definition of like a ten, right? In terms of like level of Asian. Yeah. Right. Versus someone who was like, what, born here, that is like a second generation Asian Canadian, right? They would be like on a scale of like what zero. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, one. I, like, sorry, I don't one. think they're zero. At what point? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think like. Just not even being able to speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if like... It would be like getting really close zero. to that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that that would be like the spectrum of Asians that exist in like Markham, Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Or like even just GTA. Sorry, GTA. From Markham, do you know anybody who like... Straight up cannot speak Cantonese or Mandarin or any Asian language? Yeah. That you can think of? Like even the most... I guess quote unquote whitewashed person I can think of can at least speak it with an accent. Like but yes. I I don't know anybody who fully knows zero percent like Asian language or like their their home language. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. wouldn't be able yeah. to speak it with I don't them. know anybody. Uh well I don't know anyone that's Chinese that's like that, but I do know someone that's uh third generation oh, okay. uh Japanese. So I've talked to him. He's pretty never eaten ramen in his life wow. so wow. that's like the amount of like separation separation can, like if you can think about culture it like yeah. he has right yeah so so there you go it takes three generations yeah it takes three, three generations. generations to get so we're the first step you're saying we'll see like... yeah because our parents <laughs> came so we are first generation yeah so we're the first born chinese or sorry chinese born canadian right yeah i'm thinking about like so my big sister as two kids, so I'm two nieces. They both can speak Chinese, but I feel like, oh, like maybe I guess it really depends on the parent as well. How, like, yeah, absolutely, it flows down, right? The more I guess high Asian percent you are, and then it like it diminishes a little bit every generation. It's like a percent reduction. <laughs> yeah. it's like a percent reduction. Like the more yeah. the right, but I feel like living in Markham, there's a floor to that. Yes. There's, There's a floor. A, there would be a floor, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't feel like... Where did your friend grow up? Your Japanese yeah, friend? Yeah, third, third generation Japanese Canadian. He grew up... Uh, down 
downtown Toronto. Yeah, he, lives, Toronto. he lives downtown Toronto. Oh, but but he, like, I guess it's, he, it's different though because yeah. there's not. He definitely did not live in the Asian suburbs. Suburbs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's more from a whitewashed. Yeah. Uh, so I guess environment. like from like a downtown perspective, right? The percentage of Asians goes down. I think. Yeah. Relatively speaking, to like Markham or Hill or something. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like if we were to break it down, you know, Markham is definitely high concentration. Very high concentration. And some places of Scarborough too. Yeah, and then like I think. Yeah, Markham would be the highest, and I guess like as you kind of go Radio farther away, it kind of disperses. Like, yeah. drive thirty minutes east, and it's like, yeah, you'll it's predominantly non-Asian. Yeah, like, for right? sure, for sure, or like some other culture. Definitely, like because it's not just Chinese. I guess that is localized, right? Like, just like, it's just how Toronto, Toronto is. Yeah. You have like a very localized communities. Yeah, for sure. Of, like different cultures. Right. So I can definitely see like if my kids, for example, or I've, if I grew up, you know, 30 minutes east, three generations from now, me and me not taking a lot of time to actually help my kids. Yeah. Keep the, it, it's going to get lost because sure, sure. their external influence is not there. So, so your percent reduction increases the farther away you live from like, an <laughs> epicenter of like Asian-ness. Yeah. Because like, here you... I, I literally walk outside to the nearest plaza and there's... You go out to Tim Hortons and there's Chinese writing on the Tim Yeah, Hortons. right? Like, it's right? very... It's, you go out to, like, Walmart. The whole city, is, or the right. whole, like, town, basically, a, a big Chinatown. So. Yeah, really. That's true. Yeah, Stan, so you kind of previously already touched upon it a little bit of how your um, nieces um, are able to speak Cantonese. Um, so, how much do you think is due to your family's influence on on them versus where they're kind of having their upbringing in, especially in Markham, where it's a very Chinese-predominant uh, city? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Um, I guess I can't really speak as much for them, but I can speak for myself. For me, I feel like if I wasn't in Markham, there definitely would be a lot less Trying, I would definitely be a lot less, I guess, Asian. Um, as I said before, there's a floor of how Asian you can be living in Markham, just because you're there's so Naturally much exposed to it. Yeah, there's you know there's Chinese restaurants you know around the corner, Chinese supermarkets have been here for like, forever, right? Obviously, a lot of Chinese people, <laughs> yeah. right? So it completely flips it on because I watch you know other. I guess media by other uh, by Asian Americans or other Asian Canadians, right? And when they talk about how they grew up having, you know, being that one Asian kid in class or those like three Asian kids, no, that that, that, that is, doesn't really that, apply. That's flipped on its head for us. Yeah, yeah you have, like, that like, doesn't apply anymore. That, you know, the, yeah, exactly, right? So instead of just that one, it's like that one, I guess, like black person in the school or whatever in the class, right? And you're the majority at that point, so it's completely different. Right, and as you become friends with them, you'll see their different levels of Asianness, and obviously some of them speak Chinese, and that rubs off. So, it, and it it reminds you you have more to hold on to when you're at school. Um, that's similar to what you have at home, right? Because at home, usually, I guess, do you you both of you guys speak Cantonese with your parents? At home, yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, if that wasn't the case, um, 
you have no reason to speak outside, right? Even now, like we mostly don't speak Cantonese with each other, it's mostly English, but just knowing that the other side can do that kind of changes the way that you perceive it, perceive it, right? Yeah. I guess it's, it's kind of like a combination of like environmental factors really, because if, if your parents try like put in a lot of effort to kind of like carry on that tradition or carry on, uh, mm -hmm. preserve like, you know, like the language at home, uh, it, it, it really helps in your, in your, in your own retention. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's like those effects kind of stack on upon each, each other. It's like, if you're mm -hmm. at home and you see it, if you're out and you see it, if you're with friends and you see it, you kind of naturally develop that floor that you're talking about. And like, naturally, the farther away you are from Markham, the, the less exposure you have. I, I guess at the end of the day, it's just overall exposure, right? Yeah. Because the more exposure you have to it, naturally, the higher your floor will be. And being in Markham, it's like, you're always exposed to it. You could be like, I don't know, grocery shopping and an old man's gonna come like, say hi to you in like Cantonese or like Mandarin, you're gonna have to be like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Have to respond. Yeah. So I guess. Sure. So imagine you were living in somewhere like just living somewhere else, right? And how much? Where do you think your level of like Asianness would necessarily be? Be right. So instead of living in Markham, yeah. you're living uh, in Texas. Or, I don't know. So like for me, it's a little bit different. <laughs> you don't want to call like, out Ted the Texas. Or <laughs> no, man. Because like my my parents, like my mom's a Chinese <clears throat> teacher back in Hong Kong. So even when I was small, like my parents made it a huge priority to kind of like so retain that Chinese, mm. like that Asian heritage, that culture, that language with me. So I, I think regardless of where I would have gone, my, like, I guess my Asian level would still be like above average. Yeah. It's just that being in Markham made it that much easier. Yeah, I would, I would say that's true. I mean, like our parents obviously has a huge impact on um, how, how Asian we are just as I think it's important to note that we lived in Markham pretty much all our lives. So it was instilled in at a very young age. Um, so that obviously had a very large impact compared to if we lived somewhere less Asian for our early childhood and then moved to Markham. Like, yeah. like later on, we, we definitely wouldn't be as Asian, um, especially since, you know, we all probably speak Chinese at home and we eat. Um, Chinese food for dinner, majority of the meals at home, um, as well as um, outside. And when we're, I guess we're outside at like cafes or like grocery stores, um, the expectation is that you respond in Cantonese because they, like the, at a grocery store, the cashiers, they're talking Chinese to you. They're not going to be talking English to you. That's so that ex choice. expectation yeah, exactly. is you, you know how to speak Cantonese yeah. or Mandarin, right? Same at like uh, Hong Kong cafes or like uh, dim sum restaurants. Uh, they see that you're, you're Asian, their first inclination is to speak to you in Cantonese, aside from like, instead of like, like English. Mandarin, yeah. or like the Mandarin. fact that we even have dim sum restaurants and these Hong Kong cafes itself, right? Yeah. It's like, it's... Yeah, for sure. So I think your observation is pretty much true like across all cultures though. Like, aside from just, you know, yeah, Asian, for sure, right? for sure. And naturally, being in an area where it's, like, super Asian, you, you have a lot more opportunity to... Oh, sorry, you're forced into a lot more scenarios mm -hmm. where, you're, where you have to respond. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's an inclination... Right, so if 
say we live somewhere else sure. that's not Markham. Sure. Very little low Asian population. Do you feel like your parents themselves would have kind of like encourage you to learn more in like you know what I mean? Instead of like like they probably want you to yes, preserve a I bit understand. of culture like Asian culture, but they'd be pushed more towards, hey, like you want to fit in and yes. adopt like the Western, you know what I mean? Like I, I, it I would affect your parents as well, not just yeah. you. Right? I, I think where you, you grow up impacts your parents more so it, than it impacts you because right? like if your parents are in a scenario where they speak very little like Chinese outside, and they, that's like they see, they'll very see very how point. hard it is too, right? They'll yeah, be like, you oh, see a very good point. It's like, hard to yeah, actually I, communicate with the outside world, quote unquote. Mm. So I need to make sure my kid is very well versed in you know English, just like the culture, how to get. I want you know my kid to succeed, right? And yeah. from the look of it, it's very difficult to succeed unless you adopt like a more Western culture. And I guess that's where it's like that was the initial decision from our parents. Because obviously when they came over, they had that choice of whether or not to move to a more uh, white area versus a more like Asians concentrated area. And their choice was to, you know, choose to kind of live in that area where you can see there are um, certain parents that came from China that end up living in like uh, Western Ontario, which is like extremely white. Mm -hmm. And you can see those um, children uh, have a more like Western background or influence there, whereas our parents kind of chose to uh, stay true to their roots and live within like a comfort zone within yeah, their like own comfort, comfort zone kind of um, to live within those areas, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of what 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 happened. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and like even growing up, right? all these Asian friends that you have, which, for example, like in high school, we used to go karaokeing a lot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's, uh, like an, that's, that's like an activity that you can only go with a group of friends that also have an Asian background kind of. Yeah, exactly, Yeah, right? There are naturally activities that are like, more like culturally oriented, karaoke being one of them. Right, and then obviously knowing Chinese is a very big part of, or like knowing, yeah, right, knowing and just kind of being engrossed in that culture, right? Someone sings a song or you hear a song that's not an English song. Someone's like, oh, that sounds really nice. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll stop. It, regardless, it introduces you. You have more like drivers. You have more exactly. motivation. Harry, right? Harry, I think you brought up a very good point about uh, karaoke and how like, you know, you have pretty much have to be Asian, like Chinese to kind of sing along to those songs. Yeah. Um, so I guess like how... How much do you think that affected or like affected your friend group and how it kind of turned away people of other ethnicities away because of the, I guess, social activities that we chose that were very like Asian predominant? Yeah, that's a good point. I think so. The activities that I think we take part in, I, I think it's more like our friend group dictates what kind of activities we participate versus the activities dictating what kind of friend groups we belong in. Do you get what I mean? Because, like, so look at it this way. When I was a kid, um, when I was younger, I actually didn't grow up in Markham. I grew up in Scarborough. And in the scenario where there was, like, me and two other kids that were Asian, I actually had a lot of, like, uh, like white friends and, like, a few black friends too, right? 
And in those scenarios, like when I was a kid, obviously I wouldn't go karaoke when I was like you know, <laughs> 10, 11 or something. But like, I don't think you're even allowed in. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I would take part in a lot more like sports. It's more of like, uh, what, like, like more, more Western kind of um, after school activity kind of thing. So I would naturally do more of those things because of what my friend group was like. But after I moved into market, right, get a lot more like Asian friends. We started doing a lot more uh, like Asian activities, I guess you can say, like, like karaoke. So I, I think the kind of friends that you're exposed to, um, like your friend group, is actually what dictates your activities. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of where I think. Yeah, so I mean, I think we can all say for certain that uh, friends is definitely a very important part of everyone's lives. Um, and I guess within each phase of your lives, um, you have uh, friends that follow you and you know your your social group kind of social circle kind of grows as you know you move into different phases of your lives like uh, I guess from Markham to a university and then now that we're all in the workforce uh, our social circles definitely expanded um, so Harry can you kind of go a bit more in depth about what we were just talking about yeah sure so uh, I guess I left off on um moving from Scarborough into Markham, where my friend group changed from like a primarily uh, non-Asian friend group to like a very, very Asian friend group. Um, now I do remember like growing up in Markham for like all of high school, it's like, it was just like a lot of like Asian, it, it was a pretty small circle of like a lot of Asian friends. And then um, when university hit, we all went to Waterloo. So Waterloo, relatively speaking, or from my perspective, I feel like it's still a pretty Asian school, relatively speaking. Um, so there was definitely like that Asian kind of influence, but it was not nearly as strong as like what happened in Markham. So uh, when, when I was in university, I definitely got a few like a few more non-Asian friends, uh, like, like a few classmates. Um, and that kind of forced me to kind of change a little bit, I guess, like adapt a little, because um, that's... Actually, if I, I would think that um, university is where I experienced more culturally diverse foods. Because primarily, when I was like in Markham, it was mostly Asian friends eating Asian foods. So when I went in university, it's like you, you have like, you know, Indian friends, you have Korean friends, you have like, uh, you have like white friends. There's just, you're exposed to so many more different like friends and those friends introduce you to different foods. So I don't know, that was, that was, yeah. that was my kind of experience with food and like friends in university. Like, it's like it happened to change. Yeah, for sure. And to put back on the example I Harry had with like the karaoke, right? I think there's a so I was I actually went to the same program as Harry, so we had kind of similar um, friend groups. Friend groups in terms of classmates. I think there was a time where we did go to karaoke with not just Asians or like other yeah. people there or like other cultures there, right? But obviously, you can kind of tell there was there was that. That like kind of dissonance. It's dissonance, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, right, that like cultural different dissonance between us, and I think what ended up happening was a lot of the people that weren't you know Chinese or Asian end up actually leaving early, and we stayed like another hour or two, yeah. and just kept singing. Yeah. Right. So it, it it's definitely there. Mm -hmm. Right, and as you kind of like your friend group expands, right, it it becomes more obvious that oh like living up in Markham and when being outside of Markham with the friend groups that you work with then the activities that you do definitely mm -hmm. have to change yeah for sure right 
like karaoke might not have been like the best option for everybody at that yeah. moment. But. Like it might have been awesome in Markham, right? But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once you go to Waterloo, right? It was it, it was it was different, and you got to keep that in mind, I guess. It forces you to adapt. Yeah. 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 For, for sure. I mean, I'm trying to think back for myself. Um, I mean, I think I could say I'm relatively similar to both. I mean, I guess in like elementary school and high school. I could say I was pretty uh, fobby. Um, I was really fresh off the boaty. Yes, fresh pretty off fresh boaty. off the boaty. Even though I'm not <laughs> fresh off the boat, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was very inclined into you know the Asian culture. Um, the way I kind of dressed and you know acted was very, very um, Hong Kong. I would say, um, but as I kind of moved to Waterloo for university, um, my, I guess the friends that I made there were either not Asian or they were Asian, but um, they were also CBCs, but they were from like a different um, suburb, which uh, was like in the Mississauga area and whatnot, which was less um, Asian or Chinese centric. So they weren't, as inclined into the Chinese culture um, and then that's where I really saw like that 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 difference right and then I had you to, thought I was whitewashed yeah, before, yeah, right? yeah you're like you yeah exactly when, <laughs> when, when, I, when I saw when I started hanging out with those people I'm like wow uh, Stan you're a free Asian you know? <laughs> I, I think it's like so you remember how like earlier we were talking about that spectrum that spectrum yeah. and that floor that Stan was talking about it's like suddenly that spectrum like explodes and it gets like a lot wider you get a lot more people who are like yeah a sure. lot less asian uh, people that are like a lot like more asian i guess for like students that are coming from overseas right yeah stuff like that yeah. so like that floor that you're talking about in markham it definitely exists and then when you leave markham it's very obvious that that floor like drops significantly yeah i mean yeah i guess like university and work now i've kind of toned down my asianness a little bit or like i kind of integrated more like western um, behaviors behaviors into my life or like i i care more about like western stuff now yeah. i would say or like yeah like i listen to more like western music office cultures are really I, good yeah i care about yeah. more like western uh western like make sure news. you gotta catch up on those netflix shows exactly so you can talk to your exactly. Shows. netflix shows is very <laughs> very teams. critical yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so you just like kind of add more like Russian things into your lives so you kind of have that more of a more of a balance now. yeah yeah more of a commonality to like I guess it's like another like way of adapting right because yeah. when you when you move into the workforce that's like another big shift in terms of your like operating circle yeah. right at least in Waterloo we like I could say you know 25% Chinese big drop from Markham but still like pretty good yeah. Right. Yeah. And then when I go to the workforce, it's like ten. Yeah, even less for me, but like yeah. depends on your industry, right? But yeah, definitely. So you really have to kind of get used to, or at least know how to kind of fit in with the office culture and all that stuff like that. Too. Yeah, it's like you gotta maintain like those talking points that you would otherwise not have. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think uh, so. Something came to mind. So um, I know we all made like new friends during like. Uh, during university and work so we have those like uh, university relationships and those work relationships but like if we kind of 
boil it down, I think like at the end of the day, like uh, obviously my core friend group, which is like the both of you, but like we're all very well like CBCs. I would say like majority of my like our core friend groups all CBCs or like they came from Hong Kong at a very young age at like four years old so they pretty much could be CBCs right um, yeah and yeah. you have that you have that reality where um, CBCs are like kind of really on that fence right where you can't really be best friends with someone or it's hard to be best friends with someone that's came over at a uh, later stage from China or Hong Kong so you're never gonna be best buddies mm -hmm. with them and it's also hard for us to be fully integrated fully integrated with uh, a white person or like or something like that so we're always there we're and that's why I feel like we're always trying to that's yeah. why all the CBCs are like gathered together right that's like huh, that's funny that's true friends groups are like right? CBCs yeah. but like it's not just CBC, it's yeah. also the uh, like the Other. Markham, like the Asianness, like yeah. that Markham influence, right? Because I'm pretty sure, right, in what you know, as Harry said, Western Ontario is very yeah. a lot less has a lot less Asian population there, right? I'm pretty sure there's no problem, you know, mm -hmm. with them integrating, yeah. And but I'm speaking on behalf of like us as CBCs who specifically grew up in Markham and have kind of like that mix of. Um, like yeah, mix of what's the word I'm looking like for? Culture. Yeah, cultural like cultural mix. influence yeah. growing up, right? It's 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 a mix of both that we actually need. Right? Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because you kind of painted, painted a really funny picture where there's basically a fence, and then there's like the Western side, and then there's like the Asian side. Yeah. And as Canadian or first generation, I guess, because it'll probably be a little bit better down the line. But like as first generation. Uh, CBCs, we're always going to be on that fence. And like you said, we'll never be able to get to one side or the other. So what happens is you get all the people that are on the fence becoming best buds with each other. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's naturally what has happened. It's actually right? a really thick wall, not a thick fence. It's like a really yeah. thick, it's a very, pretty big It's wall. a really thick wall that fits a lot of people <laughs> yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like all the people that are stuck in the middle, because they have so much in common, right? Because they're not on either side. They're not on like the super Asian side. They're not on like the super white side or the super Western side. So you have a bunch of people who are very, very like firmly stuck in the middle and like all these people that are stuck in the middle then suddenly become like friends because they have so much in common. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that what we really see in, uh, I guess the GTA, like them, like Marco, Richmond Hill, North York, all those kids, all those CBCs or any other ethnicity that they always kind of group together with that, that their, their own group right the cbc's yeah. are together all the probably all the korean born uh canadians are grouped together as well yeah right so there's that inclination of you know trying to be with your species like be with people yeah. who are similar yeah. Yeah. right like that's not to say we can't be friends or yeah. anything like but like in terms of the people you truly relate to yeah. at the core and can really be like really close friends with yeah i definitely i definitely Get what you mean, right? Like we've been, we've all been friends for like ten plus years. Ten plus years, yeah. So, been a long time actually. Yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, but like a lot of that is just we can relate to each other, yeah. right? Similar interests and we similar can, problems. Right? Yeah, exactly. Similar we understand both sides of 
Yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. The Chinese side of things and the Western side of things. Let's go. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you have any comments or have any topics that you'd like us to talk about next time, uh, please let us know. And that's it for now. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's fine.